Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This episode is sponsored by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming, offering precision-engineered controls. This episode is sponsored by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. If you're anything like me and you're just not a neurosurgeon with a steady hand, you probably neglect what's below the belt. Luckily, Manscaped has us covered. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and just released a new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And when I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a rapid charging dock powered by USB. If you are listening to me speak right now, you are one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product, and I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code THPN, let me repeat, THPN, at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the Grit Per 60 podcast, Lottery Edition. My name is Connor Farrell, you can call me TC. I am joined next to me... Hey everyone, uh, I'm Brendan, also known as TCJ. So, Brendan. Yes. A couple days ago, by the time this releases, three days ago, um, the NHL had its needlessly complicated draft lottery. I wouldn't say needlessly, but I mean... It needlessly complicated. Just have it after the first play uh, announced. Yeah, yeah, that probably should have been done. But, but you know, Batman's got a Batman. I think things were always going to be complicated. I mean, a little bit. But, you know, it, it could have been a lot less. So, in, what's in, in that regard, needlessly complicated. What's really complicated was trying to figure out that mess that would have resulted in the Rangers possibly winning both the Stanley Cup <laughs> and getting the number one overall pick. Which, thankfully, I think... It's impossible. I think it's is no longer possible. I don't think it's possible. I don't want to get into how it isn't possible because trying to figure out if it was possible uh, made my brain hurt, and uh, my brain already hurts. So we're gonna avoid that for now. Um, 
So how did how did your San Jose Sharks end up? I don't want to talk. I don't. I don't, don't want to talk about it. You don't want to know how my Philadelphia Flyers end up in this lottery? We don't care. For what? Like the first time, like five years. I mean, we didn't really care that much because we had the team mostly built for the last year or so. Um, it was just a matter of getting those prospects to the NHL. But that's a different argument entirely. We're here to talk about the Winnipeg Jets. I just like updating on our favorite teams every now and then. How did the Winnipeg Jets turn out of this? Uh, I would say big winners. A best case scenario, I would say for the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> I mean, this is the this is the best case scenario for any play-in team. Any play-in team. This is so if you uh, have been living under a rock. Well, okay, any play-in team that's not the New York Rangers, because technically that wouldn't have been the best case scenario, but. What were the other scenarios where they could win the cup and the first round? I told you I didn't want to get into it. <laughs> so, so there were scenarios. Uh, it's just not one that played out. Yeah, it would have been yeah. like I think both Toronto and Carolina would have needed to win lottery spots. That would be so. Then this way, because Toronto's was top ten protected, um, and the Hurricanes uh, had to send their lower pick. Yeah. Because the Toronto pick was protected, Toronto got to keep it, thus meaning that if the Hurricanes won the lottery for the top spot, they would have had to send that pick. Great! Um, <laughs> yeah, I told you, I didn't want to talk so about it. So the Winnipeg Jets, I mean, I, mean, I didn't even ask you to really explain it that much, and you here we are listening to that explanation. Anyway, that I tuned out. Um, so the Winnipeg Jets, why are the Winnipeg Jets big winners in this? Uh, well, first of all, uh, they actually got pretty decent chances at uh, winning it because while everyone has a twelve and a half percent chance, like the uh, the models created by the nerds uh, aren't necessarily big fans of the Jets matchup. Oh, really? Against the Flames? I well, am. none of the like none it. of the nerds are fans of the Jets in any matchup. Are there nerds that are fans of the Flames? No, but they're not as much of a statistical nightmare as the as the Jets are. I mean, but, that's fair, but you gotta remember, when Connor Hellebuck is a net, all bets are off. Fair, but it's also been and like, Connor Hellebuck can steal three games, but you against to, the Flames, it's not that hard. You also have to remember that when they're playing, it will have been like over five months since the last time there was a Hellebucking, so. No guarantees. It's also been five months since Lucas Sabiza played an NHL minute, so there's that. Thankfully. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So the Jets have a good shot at this first overall pick. Yeah, so... Uh, Somehow. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting shot at a consolation prize. And honestly... Uh, I think Winnipeg would be one of the few destinations of any of the uh, possible teams I could get the number one overall pick that people wouldn't immediately hate. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I mean, I'm sure there are probably better teams out there from an entertainment spot that was like, yeah, maybe this would be more interesting if he went to these places. But I think the Jets are right up there in that top tier where you're like, yeah, I mean, that would be cool. To, I mean, he fills an immediate need. I don't know if he slants right into number two, but... Boy, do they need center depth. I mean, I, I think he would either be number two or number one. I mean, really? Like, He'd be number one? There are like pretty, plug there are pretty, and play number one center. There are pretty high expectations for Lafreniere. I don't think he'd be number one just because Shifley's there. But 
there's a there are pretty high expectations for Lafreniere. There's a reason why he's the no doubt number one overall pick. Okay, so what is what? Is, why are people so excited about Lafreniere? I hear a lot about his name. I don't really know that much about him. Why why should people be excited about Lafreniere? What is he good at? You're talking about as if like I watch a lot of junior hockey, which I don't. <laughs> but I mean, he's just a dominant force at the age of uh, 18. You know, I I don't know how else to phrase other than that he had 112 points in 52 games uh, in in the queue. I know that, you know. How does, okay, so how does the Q rank in Canada's leagues? Isn't it OHL, Q, and then WHL? Yeah, I think, I think generally the OHL is the best one. I don't know what the difference is, or I know what the difference is. I don't know what, like, skill-wise if the WHL or the QMJHL are. See, this is where we get yelled at by Canadians. I'm sure if you're right, Canadian like, and listening to our podcast, you know these things. But, like, junior hockey is, like, the Canadian minor league baseball, so... I feel like it's bigger there than minor league baseball is here. But, but that I was, mean, people I go mean, to minor league baseball games for right. free churro, right? right? Fine. Uh, junior hockey is Canada's college football. That I could buy. That I could buy. So then, who would be the NFL equivalent of Lafreniere? <laughs> is it? I don't even know if that's possible to make a comparison there. Yeah, I mean, he had 112 points as. You know, an 18-year-old in his draft year when nobody else broke 100. And that's, that's including, like, overagers. Again, I don't I don't watch junior hockey. Mm. It's not a thing, especially in Florida. It's not, I don't think it's really, like, that much of a thing here in the States. I mean, like, watching Canadian junior hockey. Yeah. You know? So, the mathematically, if the Jets get eliminated, what is their percent to win this... Everybody's Mother. set at 12 and a half. Everyone's set at 12 and a half. Okay, that's not bad. I kind of like those odds. Right. Um, the the Athletic has them as the fourth most likely team to win the lottery. Is because, that based on matchups? Yeah. So I believe that would be like a high... You're looking for like a combination of like a high percentage of... Or like a high chance of losing the play-in game. Mm-hmm. Because if you're... If you're likely to win the play-in series, like, the odds of you winning their one overall pick are not going to be very high, is logic. Okay. I think that's how that worked. Now, why couldn't... Alright, so if we're trying to avoid teams like, I don't know, the Penguins getting this one overall, overall pick, why couldn't they say, hey, if you're uh, X seed in the playoffs, in the play-in games... Uh, and you get eliminated, these are your odds of winning. Well, I think for a couple of reasons. Uh, one is that, I th- this is me just theorizing, I have no sources on this, but my thought is that I feel like some of the NHL higher-ups saw what happened with the NFL draft, where, hey, there's nothing else on, so we're all going to focus on the draft. Right, obviously, like, mm-hmm. the NHL draft doesn't have the same weight. Obviously, yeah. But... It gives something for people to talk about, like us, when the season is still a pretty while to go from here. I'm just, but I mean, so when we're talking about professional sports, you've got to balance this act between competition and um, entertainment, right? So having this discussion now is entertainment, sure. 
But I think you're getting too far away from the competitive side of how do we want to make this... I mean, if the NHL draft... If the role of the NHL draft is to create parity in the league, right? Give give weaker teams... Um, not a level playing field, but a better better chance next season. And so we would then be trying to, from a competitive standpoint, we would want to avoid giving those top teams a shot at this number one overall pick. I feel like there should have been more protections against something like, I, I keep going to the, the Penguins because that would be just ridiculous if they, well, if they got it. you got to remember, though, that a couple things. Uh, one, the Oilers broke the lottery years ago. True. The Oilers are the reason why... Was it why the Oilers or was it Taylor Hall? It was It was the Oilers. Well, it was the Oilers because they changed the rules after the Oilers won the lottery again. Oh, yeah. Um, so you got to remember that. This whole process has been broken as Red Wings fans and Canucks fans will yell at you all the time uh, whenever you talk about the draft lottery. Uh, I, I went on to the uh, Red Wings subreddit the other day just to kind of see how things are because i really wanted some really rational takes about the whole situation and somebody like made a graphic of like they went back and checked all the lotteries in the past like whatever i guess since they adopted the current system they checked how many spots each team lost or gained in the nhl lottery just to prove how much like i don't know the nhl hates or i guess the lottery hates the red wings Anyway, but, but like, how many how many years have the Red Wings been bottom of the league? What three, four? Somewhere in there. Even if you even if you say, yeah, we should have maybe had like this year, they absolutely deserve the number one overall pick. Like well, this yeah. year sucks. But also, if you've gotten that many top five picks, do something with some of them. I mean, my favorite quote was still uh, Steve Eisman being like, yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Just, like, giving up, like, just total acceptance that, uh, like, nothing is going to bounce his way. But it's okay, because apparently Steve Eisman is the best GM in the league, as far as I'm concerned. As far as, as, far as finding talent and building it. Because have you seen the moves Tampa has made since he's left? It's, it's kind of weird, yeah. Uh, oh, and the other thing was... This kind of gets lost when people talk about how the odds should have been. Mm-hmm. But the odds were pretty much the exact same as every other year. You just have placeholders for the bottom yeah. uh, nine. The, so when, like, for example, you're like, oh, why couldn't they just do this until after the play-in round? That wouldn't have changed anything. You would just know who won the lottery. Yes. So... What they wanted to do was, to the best of their ability, replicate a normal NHL lottery. Which is why when people are complaining, like, well, hey, those teams shouldn't even have been in the running for or in the first place. It's like, well, yeah, but those teams shouldn't, or some of those teams shouldn't have been in the playoffs in the first place. At the Jets. At the Jets, yeah. Plus, I mean, again, tinfoil hats here also helps that, like, Teams like Montreal and New York and yeah. New York Chicago. and Chicago and the Penguins. And that, all of those markets now get to partake in a pseudo-playoffs and a, and yeah. a lottery. Yeah, and then this whole yeah. thing's going to blow up in their faces when 
some random team like Winnipeg or Minnesota wins it, and it's just like, well, what do we do now? <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, I mean, this totally leaves a lot of room for conspiracy theories. Oh, I, oh, but what's so my favorite one? What's well, I mean, I guess what's what's your favorite conspiracy theory as far as who's getting? Well, I don't really have like a conspiracy theory. I just want to say that I feel like conspiracy theories have gone out the window ever since the NHL decided to put the best prospect in years in the middle of nowhere Canada, also known as Edmonton. But Fair. Um, Fair. I mean, come on. They're, if you look at the teams that were in the lottery that year, they could have put them anywhere LA. else. Yeah, they could have put them in LA, they could have put them in San Jose. <laughs> could they put them in San Jose? Yeah, yeah. San Jose was the lottery that year. That? that was the... One of two years that I uh, yeah. watched the Sharks and they actually missed the playoffs. Wow. Thanks for rubbing that in again. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, so I guess I, just to your point, it's not a conspiracy theory, but I, I, I'm i just convinced that the Oilers are going to end up with the number one overall pick again. That's the one that I, I subscribe to, is that the Oilers are just going to end up with endless number one overall picks. Yeah, the, the list of teams that I don't want to win the number one overall pick is basically just... Edmonton, New York, I mean, the Rangers, yeah. uh, Chicago. Chicago, so and Pittsburgh, and I'm, Pittsburgh. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I can't hate a team called the Penguins, and I'm sorry. Pittsburgh, I'm just saying that it would be funny to see Crosby, <laughs> Malkin, and Lafreniere on the same team, it'd be a big F you to everything, yeah, <laughs> everything, but they don't need it. Oh, you don't they like... They don't need it. They don't need it. Oh, you don't like the Penguins? Here's another 15 years of the Penguins. Stop! <laughs> we don't need a farm system anymore because we just keep winning number one overall picks every 15 years. Stop! <laughs> yeah, okay, and also the takes that are like, oh, teams are going to throw to... You know, they're going to throw in the playoffs to get a shot at... No. Number one overall pick. You're Stop. telling me you're going to risk your body during the middle of a pandemic yes. to play a super physical, violent sport like yes. hockey just to lay down and give up in order to have a 12 and a half chance. Yes. 12 and a half percent chance at winning the number one overall pick. What is the problem? Where was the logic in any of that? <laughs> um, well, the logic is... Okay, you want to take the Jets, for example. Now, let's say, you know, do the Jets gain more by Connor Hellebuck Hellebucking three games in a play-in series and then losing in the first round, or by getting a chance at a number that one overall sense, pick? That makes sense, but you got to remember, hockey players don't tank. Hockey, no. I mean, athletes don't tank. Nobody Correct. in sports gets paid to play a sport and not play it to their fullest capabilities, right? Correct. But I mean, what if, what if, what if Lucas Misa gets, you know, two or three more minutes a night? That's not that's not enough to like tank. Uh, let's say Cody Eakin centers, uh, Nick Ellers and uh, Patrick Laine. I feel like that happened. I forget who Egan was playing with at this point. Most exciting. It has happened. Trying to block it has out. happened, and um, Ellers and Line combined for a goal. I just keep trying to block out Cody, Cody Egan as a second-line yeah. center, or Cody Egan as a Jet. Yeah. 
to be honest. I forget. Is this contract up at the end of the year? I think so. Yeah. Let's hope they don't bring it back. Cody Eakin, if you're listening to this podcast, we would love to have you on so you can explain why you're actually a good hockey player. Um, we don't see it, but you would know better than we do. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the Jets can just play. If they lose, hey, you got a 12.5% chance at the number one overall pick. Yeah. A 12.5% chance that they would not have had previously. Yeah. Which, that is still ridiculous. If they missed out on the playoffs by a point, do you, off the top of your head, know what their odds are would have been to... I don't know. I, I would not know. Like 3% or something? It would, it would have been pretty small. But, I mean, people are complaining as if, like, teams like the Flyers or the Devils or whatever haven't jumped, like, ten spots to get their, like, number one overall pick before in the past. Listen. <laughs> that was the NHL making up for uh, losing out on Patrick Kane. What cracks me up, though, is that it was Team E that had a 2.5% chance of winning the lottery that ended up winning the lottery. Team E? Team E. I see. I don't. I haven't heard any of the the letters. That's as far that's as the twelfth seed in lottery percentages. The twelfth seed in lottery. Percentages. Okay, so they would they jumped up. 11 I, I don't spots. know if they would have been twelfth. I, I I think they would have been somewhere around there. I don't know if they would have been twelfth exactly. Yeah. But yeah. And plus, I think with the way they're ordering it, I think the Jets will end up with a pretty high pick anyway if they don't win the number one overall pick because. They were a pretty not great team that ended up making the playoffs. So I I don't know. I don't know how they're ordering after that, but you got anything else you wanna you wanna talk about? So I mean this is just speculation. This okay. is just speculation, and I know this from following Flyers people. Um so the f- former Flyers prospect, Wyatt Kalinuk Kalinuk? Kalinuk, um, played for the Wisconsin Badgers in the NCAA, uh, has not re-signed with the Flyers or whatever the technical lingo is, um, and has opened up to signing with uh, other clubs. He is a 6'1 defenseman, um, shoots left-handed. He played 36 games for Wisconsin, was the captain, uh, and had 28 points in those games. So pretty good. Uh, The reason I bring him up is because he has ties to um, the Manitoba province, the Winnipeg-ish area. I don't know where Verdon is, but I'm told he has ties to the area. So he may be open to signing with the Jets. And defense is clearly a need the Jets have. Now, a lot of this is dependent on how highly the Jets rank uh, Dylan Sandberg and Sammy Niku and Vila Hanala. Do they really want another 23-year-old prospect coming into their camp? I f- say, why not? You clearly need NHL-level talent. He may or may not have it. Um, why not give him, you know, say, hey, here's what we would pay you to come to camp. Maybe you'll fit in our a- AHL team. He is 23, so I don't know how close he is to, or how much room for growth he necessarily has at 23, Um, but I think it is something to consider. So he was a 7th round pick in 2017. Yeah. 
Um, so here's what Corey Prime had to say about him. He ranked him as the out of the top free agents from college hockey, major, junior, and Europe. He was ranked as the third best uh, okay. free agent. Um, and so basically, uh, yeah, I don't know. Promen liked him. That's good enough for me, I guess. I don't know. I don't really know enough about the whole situation. But again, we're not really cool. prospect people. No, we're not. We're not. And again, he is twenty three. I don't know. I think you'd give a big, bigger look to someone like Hanel, who's what eighteen, nineteen, something like that, and was playing professionally in Europe. Makes a bit more sense to. And we've seen him play. He can play at an NHL level. He's better than half the defensemen they've got. Well, that might be going to. I don't know. <laughs> How is it? He, is he better than Savizo? I, I don't know. I've never seen the kid play. I don't know. Hanela? Oh, Ban oh, Hanela. Sorry, I thought you were still talking about. No, 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 no. Hanela. I was saying, I, I was saying that they would give Hanela probably a bigger look than um, Kalniuk. Well, yeah. Um, and I was saying that Hanela is better than half the defensemen that they probably. Um, he. I mean, I guess the bar would then be: is he? Can he beat out Niku for a spot? Because Niku's playing in the NHL. I don't. I've been. We've been optimistic about Niku saying, giving him more. We should. He should have more time than some of the older um, defensemen. Not because he's necessarily better, but because that's how you grow as a hockey player. Um, and the older defensemen are not growing as hockey players, and they're already a sub replacement level. Um, so yeah, that's that's my speculation that maybe maybe Winnipeg has some interest. All right. Anything else? No, that's it. All right. Uh, TC, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at TC underscore 904. You can find me on Twitter at BFarrell727. You can follow the pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Gridper60Pod. Um, check out all of our friends at the Hockey Podcast Network. And thank you for listening and have a good one. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.